0: Rest Stop, written and read by Salome Wagaini, originally commissioned as part of Vanishing Points, a Diverse Actions publication around performance and live art. Manchester, September 2018. I'm in the Northern Quarter for a Diverse Actions Steering Group to select new work and residency projects put forward to us by the Live Art UK network freena is here though she is on maternity leave and i'm project managing full time she's brought along her baby briefly lying down on the classroom-like table wriggling and smiling freely before the meeting starts one of these projects on the table is to support a sabbatical for two artists who make work together their proposed work is no work beyond the act of downing tools it's an intriguing proposition we asked how it would make other people feel, whether it's fair given other artists are applying to make work through the project, and likely didn't think that inverting the strands funding was a possibility. Someone notes, dryly, that they would like a similar break. Ultimately, we land on supporting the proposal. Working freelance provides no allowances for sick pay, time off, and the rest, and this could speak more broadly to the casualisation and precarity workers in other sectors are experiencing. I struggled to keep track of the spending allocated in this meeting. An impossible thing to admit at the time, because I was so sure we'd got it right, but something was not quite working when it came to processing the information and conveying it in note form. These slips happen a few times that autumn. I move house in October, the same week as the run of a new show I'm producing. On the final night, I pack up the bits of set and props that make up the character's bedroom and take them with me to my new place in a taxi. It takes me a couple of days when I want to upload the footage of the final night's recording to realise I don't have my DSLR, only my tripod. I call up the venue. They've not seen anything and there's nothing there when I pop round. The taxi driver hasn't spotted anything either and it's been a little while now so I really should have called sooner. I've lost something big and expensive and pretty useful for my work and I'm too embarrassed to mention it to my friends in case they call me scatterbrained. Details are strange still, moving into the winter. I go to Vault Festival in central London, tunnels of mist, humidity and new work by Waterloo Station, three times in early 2019. I get sick three times. I send apologetic emails to people I work with, even using the term brain fog, and I wonder if they know how much I mean it. A break would be nice, of this I am clear. I wonder how the artists are getting on, as their sabbatical will have started now. Can we rest performatively? As part of Live Art Development Agency's DIY initiative, described as professional development for artists by artists, Moi Tran, a Vietnamese Chinese artist, researcher and designer, hosts Sleep, an overnight collective sleep for 30 female participants. The text reads, Sleep is not an empty act. Sleep is self-care. Sleep is a political act. A symbolic last bastion positioned against a world of ever-accelerating demands. Millions of Vietnamese people escaped Vietnam after the war on wooden fishing boats unsuitable for the ruthless sea. Many lost their lives. Those who survived, like Moi Tran and her family, arrived into Hong Kong after months exposed to the elements at sea. Memories of personal spaces of collective sleep in Hong Kong makeshift camps remain a powerful bid to a shared democracy and empathy through the essential human act of sleep. Sleep is an autobiographical experience exploring acts of soft protest to radicalise public space with personal acts where questions of establishments of security, safety and collective empathy are challenged through communal experience. They Are Here, an artistic collaboration between Harren Morrison and Helen Walker. It's for leisure in their durational work, 40 Temps, Eight Days, which ran for for a week and a half between November and December 2017 at Tate Modern. A daily rotation of five temps were employed to do activities they would usually do in their spare time. These individuals were selected from a pool of temps already on the books of ADECO, a multinational temp agency that has Tate as a client. The work the Temps were paid to do ranged from browsing the internet, listening to music, playing chess and video games. Having previously developed an artwork at Southbank Centre entitled The People Behind the Financial System in 2016, 40 Temps 8 Days was, Morrison notes, a continuation of lines of inquiry we were making, specifically the complicity of the contemporary art world with the gig economy, from art handlers, technicians, invigilators, writers and artists themselves. For their previous work, they had had conversations with the Independent Workers Union of Great Britain, uh, a new trade union, which along with United Voices of the World, are securing rights for workers in workplaces that are notoriously tricky environments in which to organise. Universities and hospitals that have outsourced their cleaning and support labour to external agencies, with employees, mainly migrants, on flexible zero-hours contracts. UVW has a designer and cultural workers branch that they describe as a cross-sector trade union, organising isolated and groups of workers across the creative industries. I noticed that much of the focus around improving conditions for workers in the sector I know best focuses on the individual and the bespoke, creating specific documents in email signatures that detail the specific needs of the artist, producer, let's call them arts workers for now. These are often grounded in the discourse on the, da- on the basis of di- <laughs> These are often grounded in disclosure on the basis of disability, neurodiversity, being racialized, and/or otherwise minoritized worker, subject to a curatorial and audience lens quite apart from the worker's own perspective. Not everyone can or wants to do this. How do we join up these individual acts into something more general that does this for more people? In our society, relaxation and rest is a luxury reserved for the privileged and rich. Recent studies have shown that the distribution of rest is determined by race, with people of colour regularly getting less sleep than white people. Niver Costa and Fanny Sosa's Black Power Naps is a direct response to the sleep gap, which the artists see as a continued form of state-sanctioned punishment born from the ongoing legacy of slavery. Reclaiming idleness and play as sources of power and strength, this installation takes over performance spaces, large theatre, and invites people of colour to break with constant fatigue by slowing down, resting, and interacting with soft, comfortable surfaces. Our culture is required that people of colour present themselves as extraordinary performers, athletes, or entertainers in order to exist in the public realm. Black power naps refuses institutionalised exhaustion and demands the redistribution of idleness, downtime and quality sleep. While I'm getting tired of being ill in the first month of 2019, two artists in New York City are staging a work that identifies sleep as a phenomenon in need of reparations. I don't hear about it until some months later, by which time I've had my diagnosis via blood tests and an MRI scan. The fog and the weird headaches that get going when the heat hits are the result of high levels of prolactin, a hormone secreted in the pituitary gland. Raised levels of prolactin are usually found within those who are pregnant, breastfeeding or experiencing stress. I am not a wet nurse. It will take at least three years of medication to reduce the growth of my prolactinoma, 9mm long, that it caused. There will be no surgery required, I'm quick to reassure everyone. When I speak to doctors and nurses about what it is that I do, I'm embarrassed by my fragility. Theatre producer is quickly joined by, it's my job to make sure everyone gets paid. I do not mention the nights I wait until 1am, then 2am for a notification from a banking app that an invoice has been paid. Nor the knowledge that this was not what my mother, who worked right up until she went into labour with me, looking after an elderly lady in her home, had pictured would be a feature of my adult life. While i'm asking questions about how performance can demonstrate and explore rest my body is telling me to take a break from performance i asked karen morrison about when he is off as an artist what does rest and leisure look like to him lots of browsing youtube and instagram and daydreaming although i'd question to what degree an artist can truly be off rather than on any kind of sleep mode There's a phone pic to take, or voice note you're making to yourself around a moment. The boundaries of any cognitive labour are not easily drawn. My father was a doctor, and as a child, I remember the pager he'd hook onto the belt of his trousers. It was for when he was on call, needed at a moment's notice. For one of the first shows I produced, a member of the creative team writes in the WhatsApp group that we need to be checking the group at least every hour as the show arrives. I contemplate getting rid of email notifications on my phone when I mute my Facebook, Instagram and especially Twitter, but that might as well mean not having emails on my phone, which is an impossibility. A symbolic last bastion positioned against a world of ever-accelerating demands. My work isn't urgent. Whether or not the art forms in which I work are urgent, ultimately stuff I do, Emails, spreadsheets, approving invoices, writing and reading funding bids can largely be done during the average number of hours that make up a full-time employment contract. I'd administrate over art rather than actually make the stuff, so adopting the language or approach around conditions of care feels inappropriate. It isn't urgent, and yet when I realised I'd got ill, I didn't take time off work. In so many respects, I have it pretty good. I have friends and a network. My life isn't work. I chose this. Precarity is not uniformly distributed. This is something explored in the works I researched. Performance makers drawing on experience of casual working, stolen rest through exploited labor, shed sleep. There's something slightly weird about considering the true break within performance. Ask me to close my eyes in a room of people, and I will think that it is the start of a drama game rather than an invitation to dream, to switch off. I'm curious too that broader political movements to enshrine the right to stop use the language of the administrator to achieve their goals. The five day working week was secured through organising. The topic remains fertile ground for artistic focus. Artist Tony D. Poole tweets, tagging collaborator Selena Thompson from the rehearsal room of Doze. A new project that centres our rest as resistance. I wonder if I will have succeeded in taking time off from the sector by the time the R&D develops into something for public eyes.